On this week's episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast, we have Allison Boots and Jackie Patron from Halo. We talk about where they were, where they are now, and where they're going. We also talk about how they got 30,000 followers on their Facebook page. So give it a listen. You're going to love it. I guarantee it. Here we go. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Vero Beach Social Media Pop-Up Podcast. We are here at Cello Blue Barn in Felsmer, Florida, and I am with uh, some folks from Halo. We have Allison Boots and Jackie Patron. How are you guys today? Great. Good. Good, good. So we shot a podcast uh, at Halo about a month ago, I guess, and uh, it was one of the coolest places I've ever been. It was million animals, cats galore all over the place, uh, people coming in and out. And I was like, I got to find out more about this place, more about this nonprofit, more about these people. So I want you guys to talk to me a little bit about Halo. Uh, Jackie, you are the founder and the executive director, right? Yep. All right. So talk to us about the founding of Halo. Well, um, I took over the building itself in 2005, and it was an old boarding and grooming establishment. And I was just going to fix it up and run it as that. And I got a call that there was a litter of kittens that their mom had been hit by a car. And if I would take them, and I said, sure. So I was bottle raising kittens throughout the night and looking for a shelter to bring them to. And our county at that time had a 52% euthanasia rate. So I didn't feel comfortable, obviously, taking them anywhere. And that was the kickstart of Halo, I thought this shouldn't be a boarding and grooming place. This should be a no-kill animal shelter for our community. So that's 16 years ago. So Halo's 16 years old? Well, it's 15 years old. It took me a year to get the nonprofit status and and jump through all those hoops. Okay. So it sounds like you needed um, someone to help you develop Halo. Yeah. (laughs) Allison, Director of Development. (laughs) Well, I came on uh, much, much later. After she'd already laid um, the foundation for Halo, but um, she proposed to me in 2019 to be her first director of development, and I said yes. It was like two bottles of wine, though. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) Later. (laughs) Understood. But she did. She presented me with a ring and everything. Oh. Um, So you guys are till death do you part? (laughs) We are. are. All right. Okay. (laughs) Like a married couple. (laughs) All or right. murder-suicide. <laughs> I don't know which will come first. We didn't say how the death would happen. We just said. Um, so, okay. So, you started this in 05, 06. You came along in 2019. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that span in between. You, you had this building. You had this boarding and grooming business that you transferred into a no-kill shelter. How did that work? So, so you have this building. You have a, a litter of kittens. Now what? It was living hell. <laughs> If I had known everything that would happen, I don't think that I would have had the courage to do it. But um, we had no money. The building was already in condemnable condition. So I begged and I panhandled at Walmart on weekends and I would make $800 every weekend and that would somewhat pay the electric bill. And I had one staff member other than me And then as we grew staff members, I would lose them faster than I could get them because it was just really hard work that you did from the heart, not because there was any money in it. And I started going to all the events with my pop-up tent and telling people what we were doing and why we were there, why we were doing it. Um, At that time, when I started, my intention was to take that 50% of animals being euthanized at our Humane Society and bring them to the shelter and save them. 
Um, it was just supposed to be for our county, but the um, shelter at the time would not allow rescue pools. They didn't work with other organizations. So I reached out to places around us and formed a really good contact in Okeechobee. And so every week, sometimes multiple times a week, I would drive to Okeechobee and take animals from there that were being slated for euthanasia and bring them back to the shelter and get them vetted. And a lot of times bring them back to my house and and um, I would have multiple animals at my personal house um, many times and put them up for adoption. And just um, I leaned on a lot of research. I leaned on a lot of people who had done it before for advice. Um, our volunteer group grew and our community presence grew and we started getting more support and more donations coming in from people that um, understood that I wasn't going to give up. You know, it's hard to donate to something that could just be a fly-by-night operation. Sure, um, sure. And we just kind of one step in front of the other and grew into what we are today. What, um, did you have a background in nonprofits? Did, no. did you know how to run a 501c3? No. Did you know anything about this? Interesting <laughs> fact. I was slated to go to vet school. I had over a 4.0 GPA. I put in my application to Gainesville and I got rejected because I didn't have any volunteer hours. <laughs> That's my nonprofit world experience. How poetic <laughs> is that, that you didn't have any volunteer hours and here you are 15 years later nope. um, running a, what I would call a very, very big nonprofit. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I grew up in a very working world. I worked since I was a very young girl. I was one of those, my mom owns a title insurance company, and I was one of those 12-year-olds begging to answer the phone lines. And she said, no, you need to wait until your voice doesn't sound like you're 12. And uh, we had a lot of animals at home all the time that needed our care. Um, we were kind of our own rescue, you know, as a child. And uh, so I never, I wasn't sports, I wasn't volunteer world, I was just strictly school, homework, child. No volunteering. No volunteering. <laughs> no volunteering. All right. So, um, so blood, sweat, and tears. You get this building going. Um, you're bringing in all these animals from Okeechobee. What got you to the point to where you hired Allison? Um, was there a was there a threshold? Was there a point in which you said? make it or break it. Talk to me about that other than the two bottles of wine. Talk to me about that <laughs> thought process. Actually, in interesting. So I've always um, squirreled away our money because, you know, I remember so many years of having to run to the bank to m meet salary that week. You know, I was so fearful of failing or sitting in a parking lot at an emergency clinic because we had just gotten a dog hit by a car and I had to sign the paperwork of what kind of care, you know, we were able to do. And I would sign, you know, do everything that we can to save the animal. And I didn't have $5 to pay the bill. And so I would sit in the parking lot and crying, do a GoFundMe account, begging for people to raise the money so that then I could pay for that animal's, you know, life being saved. And um, so I've had a hard time switching our money away from the animals and to services like advertising or bringing in a director of development. And now we've brought in a director of operations because, you know, they came with higher price tags than minimum wage. Um, 
But Kate, the director at Humane Society, was uh, w one of the things that triggered me to make that switch. Um, we had gotten to where our finances were getting better and we were being audited in different ways from our accounting. And so I had to, to do like a spreadsheet that percentaged how our money was being spent. And it was very off the charts of how a nonprofit should be run. It was all going towards animal welfare and vet services, and very little was going towards management team, staffing. Um, and she, she said, you know, she has come from a nonprofit world sure. and, and done other um, shelters before, you know, to create balance for your business, you have to level that out because you'll topple. You know, you, I was building it brick by brick, you know, and trying not to put the cart before the horse, but right. I didn't want to get so far ahead of life with the shelter that I didn't have the right backing to keep us going. There's a quote, and I don't know who said it or where I even heard it, but um, to run a successful business or a nonprofit, you've got to work on the business, not in the business. Mm -hmm. And it sounded like exactly sounds like you were working in the business or in the nonprofit and not really working on it and 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 growth. And I think that you probably are limited when on how you can scale if it's just you. Right. Um, so I think that's brilliant that uh, that you went in, you actually you know got some staff and. Uh, yeah you know, I think it's going to help you grow. So Allison, you came on in 2019. Mm -hmm. So that's two, little over two years, I guess, or mm -hmm. around two years. How has Halo grown? What, what have you seen from day one until now happen with, mm. again, this tremendous nonprofit? Well, I started volunteering for Halo in 2013. Okay. Um, oh, so you've seen it for like eight years. Yeah. Ago. So it's, it's, I've, I've been involved with Halo for a while and, and known Jackie for a long time and, and, um, you know, started grant writing and event coordinating in 2018. Um, and then, so it was kind of very organic how I came on. It wasn't just like a here, bam, <laughs> please be my director of development. Right. It, you know, started out very slowly and now I'm employee, foster, volunteer, all of the above. So, um, but I, I like to think that, you know, it's not just my coming on, you know, like Jackie said, we also brought on a director of operations and a director of volunteer relations and, you know, uh, a permanent office manager, you know, all these roles that Jackie <laughs> was doing all by herself for, you know, over a decade has now been split up. And because of that, we can branch out and reach more people and, and more resources um, that we originally couldn't reach out to because they're just one person doing the work of 10 people. So I think that's where I've seen the most growth is being able to like separating those roles out and, you know, really branching out into our community more. So you guys have a couple locations. Again, we shot a podcast at one of them up in Sebastian, but you have another place in the mall. Talk to me and, and, and there may be more. Talk to me about your locations, what you have there, what they do. We have the thrift store. Okay. In Sebastian. Okay. Um, nine one one US one, and right. that raises money for the shelter. Where it's only seven hundred square feet, so it's a small space. Um, we would like to get bigger in the future when we find a good location for it. Hint, hint to anybody listening. <laughs> um, but I mean, it generates for us about a hundred thousand a year, okay. which you know um, is is a good help for us, and it's a fun little store. Um, it's run by, you know, great group of, of volunteers and staff members. 
And I kind of got in trouble for that one. I was just, you know, I, I'm one of those people that just like gets inspired. I just get hit with, I need to do this. And so there, three there it in happens, the morning. three o'clock in the morning, <laughs> a lot of times in the shower. So I was driving along and the, the, the business guy was putting a for rent sign right along us one. And I'm like, Oh, super cute building whip around. It was like on a Sunday. And, um, and so I turn around and I signed the contract and everything. And then I told my board and they're like, this is not what you do without the approval of your board members, Jackie. And I was like, oh, but then I also have this theory, ask for permission, not forgiveness. That gets you like kind of further along in life sometimes. Um, so that started that location. And then the um, adoption center in Vero, I was hearing a lot from the Vero crowd. We don't like to drive to Sebastian. And so I wanted cats have always been number one to be euthanized in our okay. county. Um, there's just an excess of them. That little rooster thing is really cute and distracting at the same time. Oh, I'm sorry it's distracting, but <laughs> no, it's, it's great really background cute. noise. I like it. Amazing place, by the way. <laughs> uh, wait, is that you guys or a no, real no, one? No, no, no. It's a real rooster. Oh, okay. Yeah, perfect. No. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love it. No, he's, he's oh, definitely, he's, yeah. he's bringing them on. Man, I am really <laughs> hoping that they can hear this. It's amazing. <laughs> I hope you guys can too. If okay. you guys don't hear it, I'll start doing it back and you'll at least hear me. <laughs> but again, we are at Cello Blue Barn and um, there are roosters here. And, we have uh, an audience. Yep. Yep. And uh, I don't know. I thought roosters crowed when the sun rose. I didn't know. It was, I don't know uh, what's happening. Yeah, I don't either. But um, so you the were Vero about Beach cats. Adoption Center cats, number one being euthanized. Right. Also very hard to adopt out, especially from little cages because they get stressed out in the small space. And then you've got somebody, you know, poking at them, staring at them. So the concept of, you know, like fear free sheltering, which is what we're all trying to get to open spaces, not caged. Okay. So the mall adoption center rent was great. Um, it was about 800 square feet and we were able to do four, four, three, three cat rooms. So they could be loose. Um, people were able to walk into the room, sit, socialize with them, wait, who would come up to them, you know, sure, pick them sure. kind of thing. So it really increased, um, the adoptions for the cats. I, I full disclosure, I'm not big into going into humane societies. I'm not big with pets. I'm allergic to cats. We have a cat. I'm allergic to a cat. Good for I you. didn't know, <laughs> believe it or not, not to get too far on a tangent, acupuncture helped with my cat allergy. My mom does acupuncture. I'm telling you right That's now. That's a perfect it was, segue. It, yeah. was, it was amazing. She's but, an acupuncturist. Really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not she does it like goes. No, I thought, it I thought you meant she has it done because right. she has a cat allergy. Right. right. No. That would have been way too weird. But, um, but anyway, um, I didn't know, I never heard of an open, fearless... Uh -huh. uh, Fear-free sheltering. Fear-free sheltering. Yes. I, I got to know more. So it, it's very much a concept with what you feel. You get sad when you walk into a shelter. Animals yep. Yep. in cages, cats, dogs, you know, it's very depressing and it leads people away from the concept of adopting. Because, 100%. Yeah. Um, so... That's talking from the person's perspective. Talking from the animal's perspective, it's stressful to be in a cage, to, you know, be sandwiched um, on top of each other, you know, um, to have to eat right next to your litter box, you know, all those kinds of things. So the more that you can get to open concept sheltering, so open rooms with cats like they would be in your home open spaces for dogs, you know, um, the play groups help a lot. So have a yard and get those dogs out running together and playing. And, um, the, 
the more you can create that type of model, um, the better it is for the animal and the human that it's is a coming. Brilliant concept. Yeah. I never would. <laughs> It takes a lot more money. Oh, I'm for sure. For those of you yeah. listening. Yep. <laughs> but, but it really, I mean, our cats that have, you know, behavior issues due to anxiety and fear, moving them into the mall and into the adoption center has really helped get a lot of them adopted mm-hmm. um, because they they do de-stress in that, that atmosphere. And like you said, it's a welcoming setting for the people coming to adopt yeah. the animal because they can come in and see which cat comes to them. Yeah. You know, the, hey, this is the one that likes me. Yeah. Uh, that's really we have, cool. And we have a lot of people who come in and want to just hang out in the cat rooms because it's therapeutic for them. You know, they and the cats get socialization and enrichment and people, you know, leave feeling a million times better right. <laughs> because they were able to. But, yeah, it's a great way to, to get to meet them and know them versus pulling them out of the cage and, you know, having to, to go right. back and forth like that. So when people come in and hang out in the cat room, is that a good lead generator for you for volunteers? So to say, hey, if you want to hang out here, you're welcome to stick around and help us volunteer and you can hang out here all you want. Yeah. Yeah, it can be. Yeah. It definitely can be. That's great. So when you talk about staff and volunteers, how many volunteers do you have with you? I mean, you started as a volunteer. Yeah. Yeah. I was a, I was a, an event volunteer though, because I worked 40 hours a week. So I only do, you know, evenings and events or evenings and weekends. But, um, I would say between the three locations, we're probably at 150 volunteers. Holy cow. Give or take. Yeah. And are most COVID of them significantly impacted? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's like most businesses. Yeah. Um, are most of them in Sebastian? Most of the volunteers is that no. where they they're from? Mm-hmm. A lot no, from Vero and Felsmere. Yeah, interesting. Okay. Um, so we've talked a couple of times about donations, money, and all that. <laughs> um, I know that you guys had a big fundraiser. I don't know a couple of months ago, right before we did the podcast at your place. What fundraisers do you guys hold, or where do you have them? What what draws the animal loving donor crowd to halo like what events do you have um we kind of spring events on ourselves depending on what mood we're in okay so the only only thing you know you gotta roll with the flow every year i just sign leases for thrift shops for real but honestly energy is always moving and it's different every year you know she just likes to give me a heart attack yeah (laughs) 3 a.m two bottles of wine in hey we're doing a fundraiser she's never gonna get bored So the the annual fundraiser Love at First Bite that we just did in December will be annual. It, was, it will be. We annual. really loved it. I'll love it every year. I don't see myself getting tired of it. Um, Come talk to me in two or three years. We, okay, right. <laughs> I might change it up a bit, but uh, chase your tail. Um, that's the 5K run walk that we do. We used to do it in January. We were super exhausted by the end of the year to then have that big of an event again. Right. So. It got pushed to April, April, and it was super successful last year. I love the month of April for it. It's that, really beautiful in the mornings. Yeah. That will always be an event that we do. That event's kind of a tribute to um, my first event for the shelter was just me and my girlfriend, Christine. We would do a dog walk. And so people would raise money to come walk their dog, and we would walk from the park in Sebastian to the shelter. Oh, that's and cool. have, like, hot dogs and hamburgers and um, it was just a cutesy little thing that we did every December. And um, she died of breast cancer. So that was very traumatic. She was my first employee that did not run away from me. <laughs> <laughs> she stuck with me, and she was just a phenomenal lady. And um, so that's kind of a tribute to her. Sure, you know, sure. Um, We've turned it into a much larger event than what it used to be, but she loved that dog walk. 
And other than that, like we came into this space and I'm like, I love it. We got to do something here. We had a fun bingo event we were talking about that we did at Walking Tree that a lot of our um, supporters want us to bring back. So maybe we'll pair that with the space here. We want to really do a Chinese New Year yes. themed one next, next year. She promised me next year we can do a Chinese New Year. We can get year. like a dragon that, you know, moves around <laughs> through. I mean, come on, let's have fun you with should this. Hear, you should be in our development meetings. They're very interesting. <laughs> so in theory, nonprofits, besides your big annual event, it usually, like the cost of the event mm -hmm. versus what you're getting money-wise is not really worth sure. all the effort that you we have put to in. love putting on the event. You just have to, to have work. fun with right. it. And right. we really want to hang out with our donors and our mm -hmm. supporters and our adopters and our fosters and our volunteers. So it's perfect opportunity to get together Sure. and everybody remember why we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Why, you know, right. I'm like one of those, I'd rather be behind the scenes than in the front. So events for me are just a way to reconnect with everyone. Right. Um, so, that's our event world. Yeah. It's whatever's fun, whatever so, I can push her towards. So when I talk to nonprofits, I usually bring up events and then they go over events and then I say, okay, well, how else do you raise money? What, what really is your primary revenue generator? We beg. Beg, dial for yeah. dollars. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I call every foundation I can find to beg. She Allison out. has really generated um, a lot of donations from calling foundations and telling them our needs. Sure. Um, she won us the first Impact 100 grant for animal uh, welfare while she was a volunteer That's for That's why Halo. I got a proposal. <laughs> yeah. No, but $100,000. Yeah. Incredible. <laughs> We're supposed to be ignoring you. You're talking yeah. to uh, us. Andy. Andy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like at night after work, she was writing that grant and got us, you know, uh, the, the hundred thousand, you know, which was just incredible. So in that world, she's really good at, um, keeping the pulse and keeping touch. If you don't keep your donors informed with what you're trying to mm -hmm. do, because you're down in the trenches, like I prefer to be, I don't need to be there anymore. I just have the habit of, I got to do it my way. And I am sitting there with the blower blowing off the driveway yesterday, you know, <laughs> like I like that, but she's really good at, Hey, I called this foundation and they're really interested in helping us build our new quarantine. We're, this just happened this morning. <laughs> yeah. We, we want to do an addition so that we can bring in more animals. Cause right okay. now our intake facility is very small. So we're capped at how many we can bring in yeah. at one time. So we're trying to expand that um, that building, and we've got the property to do it, and we're going through all the city stuff right now. But there's a foundation that's really interested in donating to to help us build it. Yeah. So, so how many animals do you have on hand? Or I guess the bigger question is, how many animals do you take in a year that ultimately don't get killed now? A couple thousand a year. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. And and I'm guessing most of them are cats. No. Mm -mm. Um, it's cats, like 60, 40. 60, 40, Yeah, I would okay. say that. Cats and dogs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, small animals. Yeah. And, but yeah, occasionally mostly. birds and yeah. And so what dragons? And and I was going to steer away from this, but we brought it up earlier, and you said it was okay to talk about. What was the kill rate in the county, and what is it now? It mm. was fifty-two, fifty-four percent, and now it's about ninety-one, ninety-two percent. I mean, not uh, kill. Sorry, uh, save uh, rate. Save rate. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. That's tremendous. It's that's, tremendous. That's huge. Yeah. Now, are there any other organizations like yours that are no kills in the area? No, no, really? I don't think so. so. Not that you don't like have to a, name them. I'm just, 
Not that it's, like, that's a shelter <laughs> that you can walk into or, right. you know, right, right. Um, there, there's, there's a lot rescues. of smaller rescues that okay. operate out of Petco and PetSmart. And gotcha. then they have foster. They're foster based. Right, right, right. Yeah. right. Okay. Um, but in their rescues, they're, but they don't have a brick and mortar. Right. Um, right. And, and there are a lot of, of, of great humans, you know, who do like, you know, for the love of Paul's. Yeah. You know, Ted for the love oh, of yeah, Paul's. Oh yeah. Ted Pankowitz. Yeah. yeah no, okay. He, yep. um, he provides a huge service to the community. Sure. Um, I mean, it's it's definitely the idea is growing. You know, the the understanding of what no kill really means is growing. You know, last year our save rate was, or twenty twenty our save rate was ninety seven percent. I think our twenty twenty one save rate is even higher. Um, but you know, people don't really understand what goes into having such a high save rate. You know, they don't understand that it costs $300,000 in vet bills. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, it's just, it's an incredible thing that she's built and that, you know, our community has really surrounded and, you know, supported. So 15 years now <laughs> you've been doing this. 18,000 lives. 18,000. That was, that was what I was going to get at. So a couple of thousand a year now. 18,000 lives. Do you have like a big celebration when you hit 20,000? I think that you should do that. We should do that. I think you should have we a big event here. at Cello There's Blue Barn right here. I like it. 20,000. You'll be on yeah. our panel to set it up. Yeah. Uh, we'll, I'm gonna, uh, we'll show you're up. You're going to be on my own. Oh, oh, okay. I'll write a check. Okay, I'll take a check. Uh, yeah, all right. All right, <laughs> you got me with that. I, I you, work, work, you weren't getting out of it. I used to work with that. a doctor. You're and, uh, some help and you took money th instead. Th th this guy came in and he, and he says, hey, I have this event. Da, 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 and uh, the doctor says, do you need a body or need a check? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm willing to give you a check. I'm not willing to give you a body. So, um, We'll help out when you have, but the event's got to be here. Okay. All okay. right. 20,000 20, 20, lives, lives here. So here. it'll probably be about the end of. <laughs> yeah, like next year, next the end year. of the year. Oh, good. Right after Love at First Bite. Right after Love at First Bite. She's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. So, um, so let's see. We've talked about when you started, where your locations are, volunteers, oh, staff. Oh, I want to go back something. Sorry. It made me think about it. You're thinking four rooms because we're doing an expansion to our Vera Beach Adoption mm -hmm. Center. We're in the middle in the of mall. expanding into the um, suite next door. So we are going to have four cat rooms now, and then we're able to have more towers for the kittens and that come in and things like so that. So how many kittens can you hold in that facility with three rooms? I know you're going to add the fourth, but... They'll hold a lot of kittens. Yeah. Yeah. They put them in the towers more than the okay. rooms. The rooms are for the adult cats because the kittens are just goofy gotcha. and they're hopping all over. And, and we like to put them in the window, yeah. you know, get people interested. Yeah, in of course. They're yeah. fun the passerbys, and cute. We're window shopping. Yeah. yeah. The kids drag their moms in reluctantly, you know. You know, the, the Vero Beach Adoption Center, I mean, they'll do 300 kittens in a month mm -hmm. really? through there. That is wild. That's yeah. 10 a day. Yeah. That's nuts. Yeah. Um... Yeah, they actually just they actually just reached over eighteen hundred adoptions, just adoptions. Yeah, not even live saved. Like that's nuts. Yeah. Um, so one other thing I wanted to touch on, and then we can talk about whatever you guys want, is your social media platforms. On Facebook, you have like thirty thousand followers. How did you get there? Was that just that blood, sweat, and tears of just fifteen your years of luck? <laughs> no. Rebecca Grohall, she sits on our board, and she used to work for the city of Sebastian. Um, she's at um, MBV now. And she had been a great volunteer and foster for me, mm -hmm. and she texted me one day and said, hey, would you be okay if I started a Facebook page for the shelter? And I said, I have no idea what that is, but go for it. That was the start of 
the Facebook and page. It's a that's, huge following. And that's a Jackie response. I have no idea what that is, and but sure. I don't, even, I don't even know what a podcast is. Right. People kept telling me what I was doing today, and I said, I don't know, but I know I'm not bringing a pet, so how good is this? You could have brought a pet. You would love to have an I'm like, do I bring an animal? I told you you could. <laughs> you said no, but you can. Um, I don't know what that is, but go for it. I don't know what it is, but She's hey. got two foster puppies that are ridiculous. I, I would have been so distracted the entire time. Yeah, really cute. Puppies. <laughs> well, the rooster, the rooster going. Okay, I'll send you some really cute pictures. So that you can't <laughs> say no. Um, but looking back now, um, Instagram, we're getting there. I, mm. I haven't been able to get there. I don't know what's wrong with me with technology. I don't have it in me at all. No, I, I can't do Instagram either. So, but we have a our um, one of our managers at the shelter. She's been doing our Instagram account and giving us more traction. And we started a TikTok and we're trying to get there. But Facebook really took off um, when I was younger and more naive. <laughs> I put everything on our Facebook page. And I think it... You know, you're not that like we should have our own TV show at the shelter. It's insanity. Yesterday, some lady drove into our building. True story. Like, for real. Like drove into the building. I think you told me this. The, 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 the donation box, right? Yeah. Well, she hit the donate the curb, the donation box, <laughs> hopped over the hopped over, and thank God we're like solid bricks from the 40s. And and besides the feeling an earthquake, nothing happened to the building. But that shelter is like constant ridiculousness it all is. the time. So when I was posting my life's story all the time on Facebook, it really drew people into like, they're really doing it. Like, it's not fake. It's not. I, I think that was truly what it was. Jackie's what posts are always so heartfelt and so like raw. I think it's the rawness of it. None of it was like, you know, I mean, I come from a legal background, so all of my writing is really yeah. floofy and like it yeah. drives her nuts. Legalese. Legally, well, not so much anymore, but like it's just very proper and and floofy sure. and you know. But hers is extremely raw <laughs> and like you know not always grammatically correct and just like this is who I am. This is what I'm dealing with, and people really respond to that kind of genuineness and and. If you're doing something right, I feel like you should not right. If you're doing something from a pure place, mm -hmm. I think you should be just as transparent as possible about everything. And that's not to say that you're going to be doing it right or have all the answers, but then let somebody come back at you and say, Hey, we should be doing it this way. Or, right. you know, mm -hmm. um, so I've always led that way. Re you know, as Halo has grown, I have laid off of a lot of that personal Facebook stuff. Um, it, it really hurt my feelings sometimes. You know, it can get sure. it can get super ignited. Um, we had a huge battle with Humane Society back in the day, not now, um, when we weren't working together. They had a mother dog, and I had part of her puppies, and I wanted to get mother dog to feed puppies, and I did a Facebook post, and there were people picketing, the police had to be called, Humane Society <laughs> to break that mother dog. Like, I never thought... This is going back a few years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I never thought it would blow up to that magnitude, and I started learning as I got, you know, older and wiser, I guess, hey, maybe everything shouldn't be shared because, you know, people kind of go with it further well, than I expect. I'll tell you from experience with social media, I mean, that is what people want to see, not the fighting and the infighting about right, all right, that, right. but they do want to see a genuineness. Mm -hmm. I think if you go into social media posts where it's scripted, that's why we do the podcast the way we do it. Yeah. I, I want it to be natural mm -hmm. and organic and genuine. Um, that's really what resonates with people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. If you went in and you were 
no offense, but if you went in with this yeah. very concise no. and perfectly That's why I write grants and she makes right. pleas on Facebook. <laughs> right. I, I, you know, instead of 30,000 followers, you, you just wouldn't have that many. Yeah. I, I think if you went kind of that, that, that Oh, yeah, I agree 1,000%. The, the other thing that we get a lot of times is um, paralysis by analysis. So you sit there and you're like, well, how should I write this mm -hmm. or how should I write that? And um, then you end up not doing it at all. And that's one of the things that I do like about what you've talked about with the thrift shop. Just, you know what? I'm not going to overanalyze this. I'm just yeah. going to do it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot to be said about that. That's I think why the canine stars were at our event this year. <laughs> <laughs> got to follow your gut. She emails them at like 9 o'clock at night and then sends me an email in the morning after she's already done what she was going to do. And it's like, so I did this thing. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> but it's, it, that's why she, she is who she is. It's because she just pulls the trigger. If it feels right in her gut, she just pulls the trigger. I really am a gut follower. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah. But and especially I, I on social media. By, or paralysis by analysis person. Yes. <laughs> She's the, I'll get the generic Christmas card and sign my name. Yeah. I'm the, sure. I'm going to word vomit all over your yeah. Christmas card but and get like, a cramp. We have to do 300 of these. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Well, and what I would say is if you were making TV commercials or something like that, you need to be taking yeah. care of that. When you're yeah. doing social media posts, you need to be taking care of that. And, and, and what I, I guess the, the, the point of me getting to all this is don't stop whatever mm. you're doing. Don't, don't, don't yeah, slow no. down. I know. And maybe you don't have to make it personal. You don't have to talk about your family life or anything, but this, this nonprofit is personal to you. You can talk yeah. about that nonprofit and, and, and the feelings that it generates and all that. I'm telling you, people will love that. So, so yeah. keep that up. But, um, yeah, that was, that was the last point I wanted to make. I don't know if, um, one thing I want to ask, how does somebody donate? You mm. can come into the shelter. You okay. can send money. You can send it via check. You can wire us money. <laughs> We All haven't right, had they, stock let's, donations Let's start with that. Where do they mail a check? We had Bitcoin donations, too. No, get out of here. Yes. I get send all that to the attorney part. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What's the one way you prefer people to donate? Um, Write a check and mail in it? the mail, yeah, or come into the shelter and... Yeah, and we're check. always open to give people tours. So a briefcase full see. of money. <laughs> Hundreds preferably. I haven't had that yet, so I'm waiting. I'm ready. Right, if you're watching and you got a briefcase One full of cash. $1 million, yeah. briefcase yeah. full of cash. And if people want to make sure of who they're donating to, donating to, you know, we're always willing to sit down with them and give them a tour of the shelter. Mm -hmm. And I, it's like I was, actually gave a tour yesterday afternoon, and it was, they're like, you know, it's like an iceberg. <laughs> like It's so much bigger on the inside than it looks. And I'm like, yeah, you know, this is exactly what you utilize every single inch of space including yeah. our bathroom <laughs> including her office that now has a dog kennel in it <laughs> it used to have a bench for meetings and that's it's, it's gone now yeah. so if they want to schedule a tour who do they call how do they get in they contact can call with? the main shelter um 772-589-7297 all right uh, got that and then mail a check where do they mail a check to 710 jackson street and that's in sebastian 32958 all right um I just want to make sure people know how to give you money. Yeah, well, so. we appreciate that. Well, go to that. the website, too. We're really interactive on the website. And go okay. to our Facebook page. What's, um, their, what's your website? HaloRescueFL.org. HaloRescueFL.org. All right. And yeah. then the Facebook page, you just, I've looked it up, but just look up Halo. And yeah. It, it, it'll be there. <laughs> just don't get the Arizona one. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that'll yeah. be bad. Yeah, yeah. there's, there's yeah. been some confusion before. Yeah. <laughs> people will start fundraisers for us, and I'm like... It's not, I mean, they're probably great, but it's not the so it's, Halo you think it is. It's the profile picture that says Halo in purple, and that leads me to, the, there was one other thing I wanted to bring up. I, I never bring my notepad. Halo looks like it's an acronym. 
Yeah. H-A-L-O. Helping animals live and overcome. I love it. Thank mm-hmm. you. I like that a lot. And we're sitting under a halo. I don't we think are. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can see it. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? Bring up? Hmm. Should have brought wine. We, we would have definitely carried this conversation cho- on yeah. longer. Well, the ch- the limoncello. Where did oh, she yeah. go? I don't know where that <laughs> Let's go. Uh, this, this year, we're really trying to get the Enrichment Center built. So yeah, we're, we are going to be launching our capital campaign hopefully in the summer. So speaking fall. of fear-free sheltering, yep. this is an additional 5,000 square foot building right next door to the shelter. Okay. Yep. That its whole design is fear-free sheltering. Yeah. Big open rooms, Big cats open can rooms, run around. Cats, it, dogs. It, um, we get a lot of like paralyzed cats and right now they're at my house. I would <laughs> like to eventually have a space for them. That's a true story, guys. Yeah. Um, to, you know, live out their lives happily. Um, they're, you know, animals are... I just don't feel like they should be disposable because, you know, they're an inconvenience because they can't pee in a litter box or, you know, um, they know their lives no differently. They've got a great quality of life. And so we're trying to just create, but at the same time, we don't want to just keep them and shelter them in a cage. Like Mm -hmm. we're trying to create, um, spaces where they can really thrive and live great quality of life, great quality of, of life. And we want to hold, um, training classes and seminars and CPR classes. And I think that there's so much more than we can offer our community to help kitten yoga, um, (laughs) to help keep animals out of shelters and help people, um, and pets have a better relationship with each other. Um, I'm going personally right now through an, uh, learning lesson with a very reactive, aggressive dog. Mm. And, um, I've been doing this for 15 years and we've had, you know, dogs come through the shelter that have been like him before, but I've never personally taken one home and, and dealt with it one-on-one. And, um, we're learning a lot together. I'm growing, he's growing, our family's growing. And, and I needed the help of a lot of people to get me there. So I feel like we can be that um, facility for people to reach out to versus by the time they get to us, they're in give up mode. The dog has bit, you know, one of the members of the family for the fourth time and it's just the last straw. So, you know, let's get it at the beginning when we can help train and teach and, um, you know, be a unit for these animals. Yeah. Be proactive as as opposed to reactive. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's, I think it's, it's good. It's such a multi-purpose facility. It's Mm -hmm. hard to explain say, I mean, reducing in shelter intake, because that's a huge problem in our county is, is shelter intakes, you know, surrenders are, are high. And um, so being able to, to be that mediator uh, for a family who loves their pet, but just is, doesn't know what else to do for it, you know, um, and, you know, so reducing shelter um, intakes and, and increasing um training time for our misfits or in our fresh start program or our shy dogs because guess what we live in florida and the weather is either incredibly hot or it's thunderstorming in the afternoons and this will allow us to have an indoor training space where we can still work with those dogs even during hot or bad weather um and in you know giving the disabled cats a place to stay and we're gonna have a pool, which for me it's more of like a, a rehabilitation pool yeah. for it's you know, in the a lot shape of, of the a dogs bone. with arthritis <laughs> and and I just had so many ideas and I, I really hope that we can you know within the next couple of years see it built. Um, 
What I'm most excited about is this event storage area that I can just back my car into. <laughs> <laughs> That's her biggest. It's like a little loading dock. Yeah, yeah. I, it's just going to be so nice to be able to like have a dedicated space for event storage. <laughs> so that capital campaign begins 2022. 2022. And is there a plan for when this will be completed? You said a couple of years. I think it's going to be a couple okay. of years. Yeah. I Great. mean, it's taken just over a year to get in front of the city for the approval of the plans. Gotcha. That's supposed to happen the end of this month, but it's been pushed back a couple of times for different issues. Mm -hmm. Um, Everything I feel like is on snail speed with COVID <laughs> yeah. and yeah. building and materials. And so I, you know, I don't want to like jump into it. Sure. Um, yeah. Struggling the whole time. Yeah. So we're yeah, kind of waiting. But for I, that we also want to make sure we have the money raised before we start any of them. Because it is going to be a multi-phase project because sure. we do have to do some, you know, development of the land. Because um, it's going to be right next to our main shelter in Sebastian. So remember, folks, 710 Jackson Street. Yes. That's yep. where the checks need to be yep. be mailed to. We have a right? lot of naming opportunities for that mm -hmm. building. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You want your name on the building? That's right. right. Briefcase of hundreds. That's right. right. That's, yep. We just need that briefcase. That's, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> That's great. Um, all right. 5,000 square foot building in a couple of years. Capital campaign begins now. Somebody's going to show up with a briefcase. 1.5 million. million is what I need, please. 1.5 mil. All right. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Not asking for a lot. You not said, being greedy. You said you'd give a check instead I'm of I'm going to give a check. It's not going to be for $1.5 but I'm going to give a check when you hit 20000 and you okay. have the event here. Okay. Promise. Yeah. Done. All right. Um, is that it? I think so. we have so. anything else? I don't think so. Okay. Well. Besides showing him my puppy pictures. Oh, yeah. Andy's. Oh, yeah. Hey, Andy, why don't you bring those over? Yeah, I didn't see you. I didn't see. We got a couple. Uh, we, we did this a while back when we first started the podcast, and I forgot. But we got a couple uh, cups for you guys. Um, you're talking about wine, so oh, this, yeah. this probably works. Yeah. But uh, some Vero Beach social media wine Absolutely. tumblers oh, for cute. you. Thank you. And we want to thank you guys for um, for coming on the podcast. Thank and we thank want to you thank for having us. Oh, well, you're welcome. And uh, I want to thank Cello Blue Barn which is one of the coolest places I've ever been in my life. So beautiful. Um, this pavilion's awesome. They've got a place for the wedding back there. They've got donkeys out here, roosters crowing. Um, <laughs> this place is neat. So thank you guys. Their uh, owner is awesome too. Yeah. She's a well, spectacular Big shout out human. to Luann for, for having us here. She's a big yeah. donor, supporter. She's adopted from us. She's just down to earth, great mm -hmm. human. Well, I asked Allison, I said, um, Hey, we're, we're going to do this podcast where you want to do it. And this was, this was it. It was like, this was the place. I was like, all right, done. So. And I keep trying to come out here, but I've not made it out mm -hmm. here. And it's really spectacular. Well, by the end of the year, 20,000. So that's back right. to the event question. We'll be back to the event. <laughs> See, that's how our events yeah. get started. There you go. Well, and this one, it. I'm blaming on him, yep. not me. Yep. I'll take the blame. I, I like this place. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. We got a little saloon bar back there that yep. we'll get limoncello from. And I'll just we'll videotape her as her head's ready to pop <laughs> off during our meeting it so happens. that you can see what we go through. It happens. All right. yeah. Well, when that happens, we'll have to come out and do another podcast out here or something. <laughs> just say, you know, we're the reason that this is going on. So. <laughs> well again thank you guys very much for coming thank uh you. thank everybody for listening or watching if you got this far awesome um and again uh, uh halo rescue uh 710 jackson street you can mail a check uh what's the phone number for a tour 772-589-7297 you got to go see the place yep so thank you all again and uh see you next time thanks